Hey, Chicago! Woo! Three titles in six years. Yes, it is worth cheering for. Welcome into a very special edition of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. It is our trade deadline special. Dave Melton, your host here, after watching a flurry of activity over the course of the morning and the afternoon. Well, I guess more in the afternoon than in the morning. Uh, the Blackhawks definitely involved in that. We're going to get to that in a second. But before I do that, I want to introduce the other person talking trades with me today, and it is Shepard Price. Hello. Is that was that flurry pun a new? Uh, was that a pun on uh, Robin Leonard's new uh, battery mate? Uh, yes. Mark Andre Flurry. No, I, I, yeah. No. 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 Brandon's not here. Brandon's busy, so we were gonna have zero puns, sir. <laughs> All right. I will try my. <laughs> I will try my best not to do any puns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I'm sure, no, I'm gar- sure. no guarantees. We'll make up for him next week. But but again, we're coming to you just uh, the trade deadline passed a little bit over an hour ago. There's still a bunch of trades trickling in at the deadline. Or there's like some giant line of trades that they have to announce one by one because the NHL is weird. But it seems like we've got all of the Blackhawks moves involved, including a minor league deal that broke just a few minutes ago that we'll touch on in a second. But the big trade, well, I guess I should say big trades that happened. Uh, first off, the Blackhawks traded goaltender Robin Leonard to the Vegas Golden Knights, getting a second-round pick in the 2020 draft, I believe, right? Yes. Okay, it was 2020. I forgot to look that up. Prospect Slava Demin and goaltender Malcolm Subban in return. The other trade sent Eric Gustafson to the Calgary Flames for a third-round pick. So in all, the Blackhawks shipped out Gustafson and Leonard, and in return, they received a second-round pick, a third-round pick, a goaltender – not really a prospect anymore because he's been in the NHL for a few years, but yep. still kind of a project, I guess. And we'll talk about him more in a second. And then Slava Demin was a fourth-round pick in 2017 or 2018. And he's if he's going to be in the NHL, it's going to be some time away. And a minor league deal that just completed that we wanted to mention very quickly is that the Blackhawks acquired T.J. Brennan from the Philly Flyers in exchange for Nathan Noel. T.J. Brennan's going to go down to the minor league level and play for the Rockford Ice Hogs, who are severely lacking in the defenseman department because Lucas Carlson was called up by the Blackhawks last week and is one of the guys to replace Gustafson. And they, the Blackhawks decided today that they're not going to send Carlson back down to the AHL for the playoffs, which was a bit of a surprise, so they were thin on the blue line. Maybe that move will help shore up the blue line in Rockford. But that's not why we have gathered this afternoon. We're here to talk about the Blackhawks. And so, Shepard Price, first off, I'll come to you. What is your reaction to everything that the Blackhawks did today? Just what's your initial reaction? I like the Gustafson trade. Again, I mentioned in last week's Musings on Madison that it's addition by subtraction. You take off the worst player on the roster and you make your roster better. Uh, Eric Gustafson is defensively worse than than Derek Englund. Um, I write about both Vegas and Chicago, so I, that's sort of my reference is Derek Englund is horrible defensively this season, and yet he's somehow better than Eric Gustafson. Um, you give... Connor Murphy and a better partner to play with, um, which is always a good thing. That's your best defenseman. You want him playing with your uh, good defenseman he can support. Um, Carlson seems like that. Carlson was a was good in his first game. Uh, right. The second trade, the second trade, Leonard. I for one really like Malcolm Subban. Um, a lot of people are going to look at his stats this season and say, "Holy crap, is he horrible?" He's not. <laughs> right. hor- he's not. He's not horrible. 
the thing the thing about Malcolm Subban is Malcolm Subban is an excellent one B goaltender, which was basically Robin Leonard's uh, sort of role this season. He's a horrible two to two goaltender. He is not a backup goaltender. He is not somebody who can play twenty games and be at his best not playing consistently. He's somebody who, if you played him 33 games over the course of an 82-game 80, season, he's going to be fantastic. Um, if you play him, uh, I wrote a piece on December 6th, so some of these stat, uh, stats are updated, but I will have an updated version of it for the Blackhawks for uh, Second City Hockey, our website. Stay um, tuned. Uh, Subban, with, uh, with starts more than a week apart, uh, is an 877 in his Vegas career. Uh, eight nine six this season, uh, that's gone down. In starts within a week, nine twelve save percentage, uh, nine nineteen this season. Um, he is a completely different goaltender if you let, allow him to make consistent starts. If that's something the Blackhawks allow him to do, Corey Crawford is aging. Um, if you allow Subban to be that one B, he is a excellent goaltender who can do things for you like win games against good teams. Um, and Vegas just didn't allow him to do that. If the Blackhawks allow him to do that, then that's a guy who you could see in future goaltending tandems with Kevin Lankin and or Colin Delia. Or Corey Crawford. Or Corey Crawford, yeah, in the more yeah, immediate future. Because that, that's a very interesting point about Malcolm Subban because I, maybe, I don't know if the Blackhawks are reading your stories, but it's an interesting thought that he needs to play more than just 25 to 30 games, which, say, four to five years ago, with him being on a team with Corey Crawford, he probably would have been closer to that 25-30 range because Crawford was usually starting somewhere in the mid-50s earlier in his career in terms of total games over the course of the season. But, you know, as we've referenced many a time on this podcast, he's now 35 years old, and he's not going to get any younger, unfortunately. And since uh, because of all the issues he's had with the concussions and everything else, you know, they're trying – I wouldn't call it kids' gloves, but they're definitely trying to – alleviate some of the workload that he has throughout the course of the season I mean he's had the last two years it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to measure because of all the injuries and he missed a ton of games but the Blackhawks have played what 61 62 games at this point they're about about three quarters of the way through the season and Corey Crawford has only started in 31 games right and so you project it out you know another another the final quarter of the season Maybe he gets up to 40 games, 42, 43, because of the way things work right now. And that means that's pretty much a 50-50 split right now. I imagine if you come back next season and it's Crawford and Subban, hypothetically speaking, of course, because contract issues are still left to be resolved. But Crawford and Subban, as you're one and two, Crawford maybe plays like 45 games and then Subban gets like 37, you know, just a rough estimate. Or maybe you pull them closer to 41 and 41, who knows. But I think if that scenario works, if that thing you mentioned works out to where Subban plays more and he's better and he platoons with Crawford, who's been very, very good over the last few weeks of the season, that's a pretty damn good goalie tandem next season for the Hawks. Yeah, I, I really like that tandem. I Again, I'm, I'm somebody who likes both Corey Crawford and Malcolm Subban. It feels like the Blackhawks are adding years to Corey Crawford's tenure here that he might actually have a chance at retiring as a Blackhawk which should be the goal. Um, he's been one of their best franchise goaltenders. And again, we've seen an increase in his play recently um, as he's sort of gotten more games. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it, there's, I don't want to say this puts any doubt about, you know, the Kevin Lincoln's and Colin Dillia's of the world, because those guys still might have futures in Chicago. It's just, it feels like maybe they're, 
not going to rush either one of those two guys to the NHL because I forgot to look up Malcolm Subban's contract status. Do you know what it is offhand? He is a, he is a, I believe he is a restricted free agent after the season. Okay. But I mean, I imagine you could get him for very cheap. Yes, you can. Because, you know, he's, you know, 27 year old goalie who's never grabbed a number one spot. Yep. So won't cost you a ton. And I think next season you're going to see either it's going to be Subban. I think he's going to be on the team. I don't think this, they traded him acquired him as a rental piece and we'll just have to see if they decide to keep Corey Crawford or if they bring up Delia or Lincoln. And I, there's, I have a hunch and this is obviously a biased hunch because I've said many times on this podcast, I'm a huge Corey Crawford fan, but I feel like Crawford Subban are going to be your guys next year. And, and I feel, and, and I feel like that's a good tandem. I feel like yeah. that's something they can roll with. So I think that's, you know, that's enough goalie talk for now, but I think when we move on and actually as, uh, as I'm saying this now, the Blackhawks, are officially announcing the draft picks and they they made it official and they're getting the earlier of Calgary's two third round picks in the 2020 NHL draft. I forget what number that is, but so getting a second and a third in these two trades, Shepard, um, obviously if they traded Eric Gustafson at last year's deadline, they might've fetched a first round pick for him because that was, I believe that was the rumored uh, price the teams are offering and the Hawks said, no, they wanted to hang on to him a year later you get a third round pick retroactively. I'm still not totally offended about them not trading Gustafson last year. I'm glad they did it this year. So just what are your thoughts on everything involving this trade now? I mean, it goes from like a top 30 pick to probably a top 80, um, which is somewhat unfortunate, but at the same time, I guess again, he has not been anywhere close to the defenseman he's been. He was last season, this season. He's not, he's not been a successful power play runner. They have to. They needed to stop playing him 25 minutes a night, and Colleton <laughs> somehow managed to to not do that. Well, this is one way to do that. Uh, it's it's it'll be nice to see Adam Boquist be given some room to make errors the rest of the season on the power play, um, which you sort of need. You need Boquist to become that number one defense uh, power play guy. Um, Duncan Keith has been better on the power play of late as well, um, and he's been picking up points left and right. Uh, <laughs> It's it's just it's nice knowing that the Blackhawks got something from Gustafsson, even if it right. is a later pick now. Um, and it's nice knowing that again, Connor Murphy doesn't have to worry about his partner anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It it would be nice if some stability on the blue line would not be a a bad thing for this team to have. Because yeah. there's there's been with the with all the uncertainty of the trade deadline and then. Uh, Carlson coming up and it's and Nick Sealer moving into the team it's just there's been a lot of shuffling around so now I guess now we know who the Blackhawks are going to be the rest of the season and right I think those two draft picks and we you've mentioned several times Shepard that the draft coming up next year is supposed to be loaded with talent so there's no you know second and third round pick could yield some very very good prospects I mean lest we forget Alex to bring it was a second round pick as was Brandon Sott so there's two right. top six guys on this team right now that were second round picks. You don't have to be number three overall to make it to the NHL. So the thing I'm more curious about is, you know, we talked last week about, you know, being the fire sale, everything must go. Obviously the Hawks didn't go that route. You know, Ole Mata is still here. Zach Smith is still here. Brandon Saad's still here. Even though there was talk of uh, them of a trade with Boston, which would have been a goddamn nightmare. I don't, if they traded Brandon Saad, I would have hated it. But if you trade him to Boston, I mean, God, that's just, I would have hated to see that. So I'm glad he's, that didn't happen. And 
But I mean, a, a Boston penalty kill, kill unit of all forwards and Bergeron, Pasternak, Marchand, and Saad would have been fun, though. No, no, because it would have been in Boston. If it was anywhere but Boston. Fucking hate Boston. <laughs> so just another, like, adding Saad to that team would make Boston even more of a cup contender than they already are. And I'm, I've had enough of Boston winning things for yeah. my life. I don't think I need to see any more parades in the city of Boston. I'm, I'm very glad the Blackhawks held on to Saad, too. He's been, again, in my opinion, the best, the best player on their team. Are you disappointed that they didn't do anything else? Am I disappointed they didn't get a first-round pick somehow? Uh, yeah. Well, but it's, it's, more, same... it's not the return. I mean, I think, yeah. I think the return is fine, to borrow former Second City Hockey contributor Adam Hess's word. He said, it's fine. Like, I'm, I'm not excited. I'm not disappointed. It's just, eh. It was kind of, it was kind of a formality at this point, and the Hawks executed on the formality that we all suspected. But are you disappointed that they didn't move, like, an Olimata or a Zach Smith or – even you said the thing about Brandon Saab, but just are you disappointed that there wasn't any more action with the team? No, I, th- I think the moves that needed to be made were made. Um, again, I, I was the one calling for a fire sale. Uh, yes. Would I have liked? Would I have liked to have seen Duncan Keith go somewhere where he can contend for another cup? Yes. Um, I think Star- I, I think Toronto still needs him. Carolina made two moves for defensemen. Um, there were places you could have traded an Olimata, but. At the same time, I like Olimata a lot. Um, he's an excellent third-pairing defenseman. I mean, he's he's not paid like one, but he's he and Cuckoo were excellent for when they were together. Um, so I, I think it's fine. I don't I don't mind not having made that many moves. Yeah, and it does especially, lead to go ahead. Especially because it does, in my opinion, build up the Blackhawks' chances in the lottery. It's very clear they're no longer trying for the playoffs having well, moved Leonard. Does yeah. it though? I mean, like training Leonard, obviously because Leonard was so good in the first half of the season, it would suggest that they're kind of looking ahead. But the last two weeks, the team that's pretty much played all of the games the last two weeks is the team you're going to see in their next game on Tuesday night. Right. I'm not entirely sure that, that anything really changes with this team for the rest of the season. I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think the players in the room are going to do everything they can to get there. But every game they play, it seems like they make it a little bit more difficult for them to get there. But I don't think that they're in any sort of like rebuilding tanking mode right now. I still think, you know, you, whenever the players face the media tomorrow morning before the morning skate, I'm sure Taves and Kane and Keith and all the guys will be saying the same thing. We're still here. We're still in the playoff chase. We still have something to play for. So that's what we're going for. Right. Yeah. Again, I, I, I don't think you see rookies like Dominique Kubelik or guys like Brandon Saad who are hot right now try and slow down. I, st- I, think, I think you see Dominique Kubelik still shoot for 30 goals. I think you see Alex Dabrinkat tr- continue to try for 20 at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think you see Brandon Saad shoot for 25. Those guys who are hot right now will likely want to stay hot, will want to continue playing as well as they can, especially guys like Dylan Strom who still don't have a contract, Dominique Kubelik who still doesn't have a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see those guys who are in contract years continue to play well. I think we're going to learn a lot. We'll have to, we'll find even more out about this team when we get to the draft and we'll see what they do in terms of trades and picks and all that, because obviously they, they weren't going to be buyers here. I, I think we're right, all right. After the way the last two or three weeks have gone, we're all pretty convinced they weren't going to be buyers anymore, but you know, they do stock up on draft picks tonight and 
maybe they decide to package them with some picks and get something next year. Maybe right, or, at do, the, maybe or, at, or at the draft. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, that's what I meant was at the draft, not at the trade deadline. Thank you for correcting yeah. me. But yeah, that's so again, it's still this is one of the kind of annoying things with the Hawks recently is just every time we get to a spot where we think we're gonna know the future of the team, we get there, like a few things happen, but not enough to tell us any kind of big indication of where the Blackhawks sit as a team. And we just say, all right, well, I guess we'll have to wait for the next event. And I feel like we've been waiting for the next event for two years. So, you know, I guess we'll see what happens in June at the draft. Yeah. And, and again, the Blackhawks are in pretty good draft standing right now. They're like the seventh overall pick, which is pretty good lottery uh, standing as well. You could do a lot worse this season than ending up somehow with Quinton Byfield. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to like about the draft, and we will definitely get there. We will cross that bridge when we get to the summer when I don't have a foot of snow heading my way overnight. And one yeah. more thing I, I wanted to touch on really quick, uh, our guy, Brandon Kane, who's, I think he's, they're waiting on the conference call with Stan Bowman uh, as he addresses the media after all the trades now that have been made official. But he has mentioned that uh, there is no official word yet on anything regarded or related to the statuses of Adam Boquist, Lucas Carlson, and Matthew Highmore for the rest of the AHL season. And I guess that's still up in the air. So, because uh, the rule is with the AHL is you have to be on the AHL roster at like three o'clock today to be eligible for the AHL playoffs. So usually teams will send guys down just to be on that roster at that time and then call them right back up immediately. That allegedly didn't happen, but I guess there might still be some things to be worked out in that regard. So, and uh, something to stay tuned for to Second City Hockey because we're going to have plenty of other reactions and discussions about the trade deadline today and what that means for the team going forward. And we do still have two and a half months or two months of games to watch. And uh, like all those things you mentioned, Shepard, there's still plenty of things to watch with this team. So we'll be sure to write about it more. Any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? Uh, I liked the trade deadline today. Uh, there was a lot of trades made. There was a lot more noisy than it was expected to be. Yeah, there, were, there was a ton. Like, I don't think there was like, a, I don't think anything that will qualify as like a massive blockbuster deal. Like I yeah. think the uh, the Chris Kreider tra- uh, re-signing in New York kind of that was the biggest name I think that might have got moved or could have yep. moved today. So, but yeah, there was there was definitely plenty to talk about. It was a little slow going in the morning, but around twelve to one o'clock, it really uh, really started to pick up. So, yeah, it well, was uh, it was nice to see. Should be interesting to watch for the rest of the season, and uh, I think that's going to put a bow on this abbreviated episode of musings on madison thank you very much for listening stay tuned to second city hockey we got plenty of stuff coming your way i'm your host dave melton thanks for listening and go hawks